Why, hello, it is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with Dominique Fisemi over Zoom video. Dominique was born and raised in Montreal, and we hear about how she got into music, comes from a very artistic musical household. Her sister is a singer. She also played piano and uh, actually tried to teach Dominique piano when she was really young, but Dominique says she wasn't into the whole structure of, of the piano. Uh, but Dominique really didn't start to write music. She sang as a kid, never really started to write music or write and release music until she had already finished university and she was already working full time. Dominique is also a fantastic painter and she talks about how her paintings really correlate directly with her music and how three paintings ended up becoming the trilogy, Nameless, Stay Tuned, and Three Little Words. Going into the trilogy, she already knew she was going to write three albums. She had the whole thing mapped out in her head. So it was really cool to kind of hear that story. And going back to certain albums before they were released, they started to be released in 2018 and with Three Little Words being uh, put out in 2021. And we also hear all about the new album, Our Roots Run Deep, and the relationship that album has with a painting, which is completely different than the way she went about putting out those first three albums and we also hear about how our roots run deep will also be part of another trilogy which is really cool you can watch the interview with dominique on our facebook page and youtube channel at bringing it backwards it'd be amazing if you subscribe to our channel like us on facebook follow us on instagram twitter and tiktok at bringing back pod and if you're listening to this on spotify apple music google podcasts it would be amazing if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Dominique Fisemi. Awesome. Well, I'm Adam, and this is about you and your journey in music, and we'll talk about the, the album coming out next month. Yay. Awesome. Joy. Uh, so- yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so are you born and raised in Canada originally, or I am born and okay. raised in Montreal? Okay, what was that like? It's amazing. It is art since you're born, walking around, nothing but good music and street art everywhere. Things I love. So I love the city. That's awesome. Do you did you grow up in an artistic household or a musical household at all? Artistic, yes and no. I think everyone, as long as they're passionate, it's a form of art. But music has definitely been everywhere. My sister was studying um, in classical music and uh, piano and opera singing. And my mom has always some music playing somewhere, some, you know, some kind of music at some point in the day. So okay. it's been a very free household full of, uh, full of music and arts. Yeah. That's awesome. And when did you get into music? Did you start off on piano or anything like that when you were younger? Uh, that's funny. We were talking about it with my sister not so long ago because my mom asked her to give me some lessons when I was younger. Oh, and I recall really? starting and then it stopped. And she told me it's because basically I would tell her like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to practice. And I wouldn't because <laughs> structure, you know, and yeah, I didn't yeah, like yeah. the fact that I had to keep my fingers separate. I wanted to for them to cross over. You know, I was not. I was not down with all the discipline and apparently my cousin would tell her, no, you play, I dance. And she would dance while my sister was playing. So (laughs) her teacher career was very short lived. Okay. Wow. So your sister's older than you, I take it? Yeah, she is. 
okay. is and she's been studying it. So, but she's very disciplined and I'm more of a free spirit in that sense. Okay. So it's been, uh, singing has been the one thing that I've been doing since I was a kid. I like to think that we all start off our life by screaming for air and joy. Right. Oh, that's a great point. <laughs> and then you ended up just what taking voice lessons or were you in uh, musicals or chorus, choir, that type of thing? No, actually not at all. I would sing a lot just for fun. A lot with my cousin, we would just learn songs by heart. But I had quite a, a typical journey because I actually ended up studying and working in psychological support for employees and with autistic children, uh, two to four. And when I realized oh, wow. I needed uh, you some said autistic rest, children? Yes. Yeah, my, and, both and my their boys parents. have autism. That's awesome. Really, yeah. I feel like they are the most luminous beings alive. <laughs> and That's it's just awesome about us. That. You know, it's about us uh, acknowledging the freedom and the fact that being different is a blessing and its uniqueness should be cherished. Mm -hmm. So I definitely enjoy that a lot, but I realized that to a certain extent, I might be too sensitive to work, uh, especially the adults, like uh, the people in corporation were the ones that drained my energy and I needed oh, I some rest. Imagine, yeah. People are not always happy in their jobs. I'm telling you, <laughs> it yeah. is a fact. I mean, it says something if you have to have a job, your job is to be there to kind of, uh, you know, console exactly. them. Sense. Exactly. So when I stopped, I started making music just because it felt like the best form of acting therapy I could do for myself. And mm -hmm. basically I never stopped. I loved it so much. And it felt like I was doing the same job of wanting to help people feel better, mm -hmm. but through a hidden medium, you know, like uh, in a way uh, going to a show is like a group therapy, you know, or right. listening to music that speaks to you and what you're going through helps you go through it, feel less alone, uh, feel connected to others. So I, I feel like I found the right place for you, for me to do exactly what I love while preserving myself at the same time. Mm -hmm. So this wasn't until much what later in life you were already working. You had already what finished school, you're working a job and then you decide, I, you know, yeah. were you always writing music or was that something you always kind of did just alongside your, your actual career at that point? I always did music. Um, mostly, I always painted. That was the first form of art I connected okay. with. And um, it's funny because my mom always thought when I told her I wanted to sing, she said, I always thought you would be a painter if you were to do art. But I feel uh -huh. like it's the same because I see music in colors. So it's just about expressing frequencies visually. Oh, that's, or, ca uh, you know? that's called something, right? Stage, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. You, you have that. That's awesome. I think everyone does, but doesn't realize it. That's my personal okay. opinion. You know, we don't always connect those parts, but I definitely see songs. Each song has a color and brings, makes you feel a certain way that you can link to a color. Uh -huh. So painting makes me feel like I'm painting the song. And I, I often paint the album before I actually write or create it so that I can have in mind the colors and really connect with that frequency uh, visually and emotionally. So, is that right? Whoa. Uh, so the so this next or the album that you have coming out next month, uh, did you paint uh, something that inspired then what the entire album? Is that what happens? Like, I'm, I, The funny thing is uh, for the first trilogy, I yeah. actually painted all of them before creating them, creating the albums. 
And this time I decided for this new reset, I wish to, I'm, I've been painting it throughout the creation of the album and still now. So I want to, I want to make sure that I, I'm painting all the way until the end of its process so that I can be living it at the same time, being more in the present, because this is one of the things I want to, to express through this album and this trilogy. We're not, no longer in the past or looking back. We're appreciating the past and taking it in, but in the now. So it's been a lot of fun doing it at the same time. Oh, so the, the painting is still in progress. It is, and I love it. I've made sure to do a lot of little details that will take forever. So okay. Have I'm you shown anyone what it is, or uh, uh, does anyone know what you're painting? No, this one is all private. The first ones, the three first, um, I actually shared with a lot of people as I was doing it. I can even share with you. We had the oh, blue, wow. the red, and then the yellow getting ready for the green. And this time it's all mine. Oh my gosh. Those are beautiful paintings. Thank you. Thank Do you, you so sell much. your art? I don't, but I just <laughs> manifested that I want to <laughs> make my first expo. I'm dreaming of that now. I would love to wow. share with people. Yeah, I would totally buy one of those. Those are beautiful paintings. Oh, thank you. I'll give it to you gladly. No, that <laughs> I would have to pay for it. But that's wow. Those are, yeah, those are so cool. Um, well, okay. So I'm now I'm just curious. So you've always painted. It sounds like that was something that you've always just, uh, you've done what is like an expression for what your whole life. I mean, if your mom thought you were going to be a painter, if you explored art, was that something you yeah. just did as a kid and all the way up till now? Exactly. And I feel like it's still the kid in me who paints. Like <laughs> I make music, but the eight year old is painting still and she's loving it. Okay. I love that. And then with the, so when it came to the trilogy of albums that you you've released over the few years, um, like the, the, so did you paint those three, uh, things that you just showed me? Was that, or all of them done? And then you went back and you're like, okay, blues. So this is why I'm going to go this direction. Cause you, there's a, obviously like a through line to the whole, um, trilogy of the albums yeah. or, or was it like, okay, here's the, the blue one's going to, uh, you know, portray this. And then once you finished that album and started working for, did you move on to the next? Like, how did that, how did that uh, work with those first three albums? I painted and thought about them as a whole, as one piece. So okay. in my mind, it's kind of a, it's like three chapters of the same book. Uh -huh. And I wanted to, cause it's one history really, when you think about it and it's yeah. how connected, for example, I really saw like a really clear and obvious continuity in the um, history that is being told emotionally through music in black um, America, especially, you know, blues, the element of water, of silence, crossing the ocean from one continent to the other. Um, then I felt like red was the revolution, was fire, but specifically was lava. You know, because mm. lava, it goes slowly, but it burns everything. And it leaves behind a soil that is way more fertile, that is much more fertile. And that's what revolution does, really. Sometimes it will burn everything but so that we can rebuild something that makes more sense for our community and our society in general. And then the yellow to me was the sun, the light, um, the joy that came out of the ramifications of jazz. There's this the soul uh, disco suddenly was glittery we were talking about things that related to everyone love stories 
um, dancing, going to parties, you know, the topics even in the music were way more joyful and luminous than jazz, for example, that was really about your freedom and acquiring freedom and exploring in different ways. So I wanted to see that, see what it looks like to really take it in visually and emotionally so that my creation would be filled with, yes, the history and the moments, but also the visual, what it brings in me and what emotion do these artists in the past made me feel. So I listened a lot to the things that made me vibrate as a kid. So from B.B. King um, in the blues, he was very present in my childhood. Uh, then Nina Simone, who's everywhere in all albums, she's she's been, you know, pushing me to be myself through the way she behaved and who she was. And then um, everything that has to do with uh, Erika Badu, uh, Lauren Hill, um, Arita Franklin, you know, very mm -hmm. funny, uh, the yeah. Supremes, all that, all these emotions that they carried in their music, it st stays with me. So I wanted to take that in and bring my version of it in a way in three albums that would be a continued story of our past and how powerful these musical genres are for these reasons specifically. hundred percent. And to take on such a, I mean, what you've done with, with the, with the trilogy uh, is such a, I mean, the, those albums are awesome. They're so good. And to Thank be able you. to, you know, take on, that's a big project. I mean, to take on those three categories of such an important part of music and of you know history in general but like i mean to go okay i'm going to start with the blues and here's this blue image and to go along did you write like you had all the paintings what finish and then you start okay i'm going to start with this this area of you know history that i want to focus on for this one thing and then you wrote with that whole album and then when did you be or were you writing all of them kind of cohesively throughout the because i mean you released them over a handful of years so i was just curious like yeah. how the process we, went. We released them over, I believe, four years. Mm -hmm. um, I wrote them all at once at the very beginning. Oh, but you did. I, okay. I did, but I knew that I would there would be room for evolution and change. So that by the end of completing one album, I wanted to make sure that the evolved version of me or the the person that I became after that album was also allowed to express herself in the following ones. So I feel like when you create a structure, you suddenly have more freedom to play around because you know what your playing field and your boundaries are for it mm -hmm. to be coherent. And that's what I, I really enjoyed in that trilogy was going back when I finished the first album, realizing, okay, I'm now a different person. I see things a little bit differently. I learned from this process and I want these lessons to be reflected in the following al album. So the second one, I really took a moment to see, okay, who am I now? and transform some of the songs, uh, get rid of those that felt no longer relevant, create new ones, add on to the ones I have created and do that journey every time for each album. Wow, I love that process. I mean, like you said, you have like kind of the framework, right? You're like, okay, I have the songs, here's the structure of all the songs, how they, I want them to sound, but like at the end of the first album, okay, now let's go back and, and re-look at the the songs that are going to make the next record or that I think might make the next record. And then what well, you re-listen to them kind of come up with new concepts, new ideas, because you've evolved not, not only as a person, but I'm sure as an artist at that point or a musician. And, um, Absolutely. So yeah. 
that must have been a pretty fun kind of, you know, project to go back and look at those songs that you had already had done maybe a year or so earlier and, you know, change them a bit or you freshen yeah, them up. Yeah, so much fun. Oh, so much fun. So much fun. And also it's as if it's partially a form of diary, you know, uh-huh. because you get to go back to, oh, that's what I was thinking about then. That's what I was writing about. I sometimes it's, I feel still the same exactly. And that song still feels relevant. But then others are like, oh, no, this is um, no longer something I believe in necessarily, or I don't see it the same way now. And the interesting part in that is also being able to write and have so much time before releasing it allowed me to, as much as possible, share what to me would be the closest to my notion of timelessness. Because I do hope these albums you know, can go through time mm-hmm. and still be relevant in 5, 10, 20 years. So addressing the human condition and the emotions and the soul of who we are, that's something that will always be there. So this is something I really appreciate and realizing at the same time that some of the topics I would address would be kind of not present in the social climate when I write them, but then they would become relevant after or more oh, present, yeah, I bet. you know? So that's always interesting to see as well. Cause I feel like it's as if music or creating from a place that is somewhat meditative allows you to foresee some things and also feed my own self with things that I might be needing. So if I need them, there is a strong chance someone else out there needs it too. And mm. that feels uh, very powerful. Yeah. And I mean, going, being able to go back, like you said, is, and seeing like, oh, are these going to be timeless topics? Because, I mean, you're doing your own kind of research with it, right? Like, I mean, you hadn't listened, maybe listened to the songs or thought about what they would sound like or what they're going to sound like on an album for a yes. year or more. And then you're going back and like, oh, OK, but, yeah, this doesn't really feel like it, it, it should or whatever it may be. Or I can do this now yeah. and change this. And then now it's a timeless piece and you've had like a year or even probably more on that the third album the trilogy to really sit with it and see what is yeah. gonna what you feel like are you still feel the same way or what how did how did, how did your feelings change when it comes to these songs that you had written years prior when it comes yeah, to absolutely. You know, putting them out at that time wow yeah and feeling like some of them like oh if you're not feeling relevant right now this might be a sign so right. that was a really interesting journey. And I feel like it's a privilege to have so much time to do things. And it's a privilege that we took, you know, because reality is we can feel the pressure from society to go at a very quick pace. Uh-huh. And people really discourage, tried to discourage me at the beginning, uh, telling me, you can't do this. Now the trend is you need to release singles. And they were really saying that to help me because they wanted me to succeed, you know, but the notion of success can be different for different people. Like to me, what feels like a success is if I make music that someone tells me this helped me go through this, or I really connected with this song. So this might take more time than the financial success that some people were looking for me, you know, hoping for me like, Oh, but you will make more money if you go out with a bang and, you know, single by single people don't have the attention spam anymore. So mm-hmm. you should be careful, but it's not true. People do have the attention spam. People do want to connect on a deeper uh, level on a long-term basis, not be just one artist that I saw you in a playlist and you were amongst so many others. And then I forgot your name because 
you know, that's very current right now. And I yeah. was happy to follow my instinct and to actually feel like I did the right thing by listening to my, my internal voice and see that the, the challenge that I threw myself was uh, welcomed by people. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, how many artists are there out there that you maybe know one song, right? Or, you know, they so say many. their name, you're like, who? And then remember, it's the song that goes blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah okay. I know who that person is. But exactly. No, but there's no connection. There's no like investment in that artist for a lot yeah. of people. Right. If you're just a number or a song on a playlist. Oh, okay. That's that's Dominique. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's she has that one song. Okay, but if, if your whole album comes out, then someone's invested, and now you have, you know, a tight group of people. It may be smaller on the streams of a song or whatever, but it, I mean, those are fans and dedicated people that yeah. care about your story and care about your art instead of yeah. Oh, that's that one popular song that I liked for you <laughs> exactly. know six months. <laughs> yeah, and I much rather that deeper connection with fewer mm -hmm. people than spreading all around and not really touching the heart profoundly. So this right. feels like the right path for me. And I, I love going slow and steady. It feels good. It feels like, you know, a natural organic pace in this crazy world that's running around all the time. Yeah. And I mean, you've been rewarded for it too, obviously. With the I have. Had. I mean, you won a Juno award. That's it so is amazing. Wild. It is wild. <laughs> it is un unthinkable. It is absolutely amazing. And it is to me a proof that it is important as an artist to listen to my gut feeling and to not necessarily follow any trend out there. And it's also the proof that I have the best team. I always knew it, but mm. it's as if it's like validation for external because for the music to be heard, it means that I have a team that helped me make sure it reached the people. And that is another thing I'm extremely grateful for because the journey with them has been so pleasant. And it's always about the journey, you know, we all say it's, it's not the destination, it's the journey, but that's true. I think that's a saying for a reason. And I've been yeah. enjoying and loving the journey. Yeah. I'm curious just because of how the albums kind of fell as far as like timing goes. And, you know, we had this gigantic pandemic and all these other things mm. that went down and like, there's a lot, not, not only the pandemic, but a lot of other, you know, social issues were happening all during that time yeah. period. And you had these songs that you had written prior to all of that. How much of that changed at least the course of that third album? The interesting thing is that the third album is pretty much the one album that I changed the less, the least. Really? Because that was the one that would be the only one you could really that didn't come out prior to like the pandemic and everything. Yeah. And it's funny because some of the topics that I, I stumbled upon in that album, when I re-listened as we were getting ready to record the third one, I realized it's as if I was already talking to myself to help myself go through this, this time, these times. Wow. I was generating the things that I needed at that point. So it felt weird to listen to the me of the past, singing to the me of the future, going through the pandemic and seeing that she was already telling her, it's all good. Everything's yeah, going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Whoa. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. So that was intense. the least. That's, that's that. I'm shocked that that's the one that you touched the least, to be honest. I was shocked too. I was quite surprised to listen to it and see, although the world changed in such a crazy way, all of this remains relevant. But I do think a reason why it remained 
relevant is because for that album, wanting to generate the light, the sun, the connection, the direct connection with people, it is something I had thought of based on me rethinking about that time when, because basically when I stopped working, it was a form of burnout. And when I went into music all that time, and it was such a decisive time in my life that I would never change because the heartache that I went through allowed me to free myself from things that no longer needed to be and to really connect with my true essence and where I believe I'm supposed to be. So that form of joy and liberation and change and drastic change in my life was similar to a pandemic. Uh, I think a lot of us went through the pandemic in a way that changed us mentally. And I felt like that change had begun when I was in my burnout. So that felt um, pretty interesting to see the correlation between Mm -hmm. the two. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's, that's really fascinating. And so when it comes to, obviously this is a new album that's coming out. um, You, because the process is totally different on this album. Obviously you didn't rewrite the whole thing beforehand and kind of come back to it as a trilogy project. And it sounds like you're doing the painting linear with everything that's happening yeah. with the process of this album. So did you have an idea? Like what started? What, how did it start? Was it, okay, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to start painting something. And then it sparked this creative thing that ended up going in the realm of the music or were you, did you have some music that you had written or some lyrics or something and then vice versa? Like how, tell me how this whole project started. This time, um, I had to sit with myself for a minute to grieve the ending and celebrate the ending of that first trilogy because Mm -hmm. it was such a big part of my life and a big chunk of my creative process that, and I had been used to knowing exactly where I was going, what is the next step for five years. Mm -hmm. So suddenly, blank slate was a bit scary. And then I turned that fear into excitement. And I realized since I enjoy creating trilogies and I enjoy projects that are long-term, I believe I do need to start another one. I had a feeling that I would do more than one trilogy because there were quite a few things I wanted to cover that I knew would not fit in an album. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to try to cram too much in one thing because, you know, like why? If I don't feel like there's enough space, I could give myself the space that I want and spread it through three albums again and starting a new trilogy in a different mind frame was a lot of fun because I already kind of had an idea how to do it. So it Mm -hmm. was more about just the creation rather than figuring out how it works. That part is done. So now, okay, starting over. So it was about meditating over the the continuity of it, what that trilogy was going to be about. The fact that we were no longer exploring the past and other artists or other people's emotions, it was, this time it's me. There's no more hiding behind anything. There's no more reflecting on the external. It's more a reflection of my internal world, my personal journey. And a lot of it went through working on myself because I feel like the art we provide is a reflection of us. So if I improve myself as a human, hopefully my art will be a reflection of that. So. I think the first thing was really meditating upon that part. And I also went through a pretty intense period because 
had a back issue um, injury that happened in 2020 uh, that forced me. Thanks. Yeah. But I actually, even now I'm grateful for it because I went through the, the mental breakdown, if we want the mental pain before the first trilogy and this time being confronted with physical pain to create that new trilogy was such a different journey because I've never really felt pain that much. I always thought that if my mind and my spirit was aligned, the rest would follow. But now I, I truly understand how the physical and the mind, they say a healthy mind and a healthy body, these two do go hand in hand and my body deserves care just as much as my mental health. So it was a different perspective. It was looking at music as a healer from another uh, angle. Mm-hmm. And that angle was a completely new field for me. So that was also exciting to discover how to use frequencies physically and the tangible aspect of frequencies. Really, that's something that fascinates me. When you mm-hmm. look, for example, at the spectrum of the frequencies we have and how little is visible, uh-huh. this whole world happening that we don't see is where I want to go. I, I, I dream of colors that I've never seen. I dream of feeling them at least. So that's how I went about the new trilogy. It was really about the frequencies of the heart, like the heart chakra is green. So vibrating with my heart, sharing my heart, being more more vulnerable about who I am, what I believe in, uh, being more courageous to speak up and share these parts of me that I was perhaps shy to share before or afraid to be judged or to be classified as a hippie. You know, all these things were fears that I had that I am working on erasing and letting go because they're only holding me back in being more authentic in my creation. So Mm -hmm. that journey was the starting point of that new trilogy and that album. Okay. Well, so, so this will be a part of a bigger piece. Yes. It is. Oh, exciting. Okay. It is exciting. I'm so happy. Wow. Um, I, I definitely can empathize with the back pain thing. I've had four cervical spine surgeries on my neck. And yeah. It, no, I'm yeah, so it's sorry. Brutal. Um, oh, so I, I know I, I can't imagine like the back pain, neck pain is just, I have like a real soft We can do anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, you're just, you realize how it's the start of it all, the spine. Yeah. It's um, incredible. And I even, I was surprised to look back in old um, books that I had drawn in. And there's a drawing where I, I drew all the chakras, but I drew uh-huh. them based on the, the skeleton of a human with the spine only. Oh, wow. And then when I saw this later, I actually saw it like a few days ago. I was like, okay. So I, the spine was already very present and important. I was aware of its importance, but now I really know. I no no <laughs> you know I yeah. it is we can't do anything with our spine it's insane. Wow, I, I I love that you are able to make those connections like have these you know pieces of art or things that you've done to be able to go back to and be like oh wow like you know with that third album in the trilogy like oh I needed this now or you yeah. you you drew these these spines with the different chakras and you're like oh like okay now I understand why I had that there it's like you're doing it subconsciously and then figuring it out later like i just i find that really fascinating and yeah frequencies and all that stuff i i'm i love that like sound baths and like how certain frequencies can do have you ever seen those videos where like 
they play different notes and it makes these like the waves patterns. of the water. Yeah, the patterns. Yes. It's like fascinating. So fascinating. Like sacred geometry. Yes, yes. And I noticed that you have eleven eleven in your profile on your Instagram. I'm like, like within the past like year and a half, I've just been like nerding out hard on like numerology, and I didn't know if that was a part of what where you pulled that from. Numbers are huge in my life. I have a soft spot for the right numbers, the right dates, the right time, and it makes me feel like I'm. I'm thinking maybe I'm all creating and making up these connections in my mind because I have a wild imagination, but it works and it makes me happy. So no matter where it's from, if it's true or not, I'm going to keep doing it. But seeing all these magical hours, all these 11, 11, 1, 11, and thinking it might be, you know, the universe telling me you're on the right path, you're doing the right thing. There's a message behind it. It just makes my day a little bit more fun. So I take it all. I love it. Yeah. I just, if you haven't, you should, um, there's like a website you can go to. You type in your information, like your your full name, your full birth name, your birthday, and it'll give you like your numerology sequence. And it's it's really wild. Like the my numbers, like I have this, one of the same numbers as my wife, and my son oh, wow. has my number. Like it's just like how it all like connects. Connects. It just yeah. it's like so mind blowing. It's like oh my gosh, like I can't even. <laughs> like, I know, there's something so true to it. That everything's a zero and a one that adds up to something, right? Yes, absolutely. And it becomes hard to not believe in it because sometimes it's so huge and in your face that mm-hmm. it would make it would not even be rational for you not to believe in it. Right, right. Yeah. So numerology is something that just blows my mind. And like I, the fact that and when I saw you at 11, 11, I was like, okay, this is cool. I, got, <laughs> I need to ask her about that. Uh, wow. Okay. So you you're doing this the album with this 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 p- painting and uh, for the next two or do you not know this far ahead um are you going to s- do something similar as far as start your painting when the album and see what if what that looks like for the next two following it or what do you think yeah yeah i'm thinking i'm gonna well since it's in the now this trilogy is more about now and me uh-huh. I want to follow my gut feeling every step of the way and go with what feels right and use this also as a reminder that deep down, we often or actually always know what we're supposed to do. We sometimes choose not to, or mm-hmm. we get scared or, you know, we question, we doubt, but there is that core self deep down that knows. And I want to listen to that voice and practice listening to that voice as much as possible to I get until I get to the point where I just listen to it always and I have no more thinking to do ever. And it's all feeling and gut feeling and following step-by-step step what feels right. I love that. Well, um, and, and you're, yeah, I, I can't wait to hear the album when it comes out. I, I, you've put out a few songs thus far. I know from, from the album, the most recent one was uh, feeling like a plan. I think that's a new one that you put out. Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, well, tell me a little bit about that song. And then I know you're doing a tour coming up as well or, you know, into the next year. You got a lot of exciting things on the on the way. A lot of exciting things. And these are just exciting things I know of. So I'm so excited <laughs> for the surprises, you know? Yeah. There's a, yeah, a lot coming and I'm very happy. Um, Feeling Like a Plant is, well, the album is called Our Roots Run Deep. Mm-hmm. The first song is Our Roots Run Deep. 
so I wanted to start the album with the roots because this is where we feed ourselves. It is connecting us. The same way trees are all connected underground, I think humans are all connected in a field we don't see, the same way we don't see the roots. And our ancestors feed us, other people feed us, things that we don't see feed us. And I wanted to end with feeling like a plant because this is me in the now I feel and the, the leaves and the branches reaching all the way high up there. So it's really the old album representing the tree from the roots to the leaves that are chilling in the sun. And I also felt like a tree quite often or a, a plant when I meditate in the sun. I love the sun. The sun is my friend. It is one of the main things that I need in my life to be well. And just like a plant, we need the sun. We mm. need some water, drink water, everybody. <laughs> and we need some love and care. So all the plants in my house that I connect with made me feel like a reminder that we are nature as well. When we say we're going in nature, we could easily just go in ourselves and be in nature because we're as organic as any plant. And then connecting with these external beings and realizing how they interact with us, how they interact with each other uh, is something that I wanted to share in a song, the, the light, sunny aspect of sitting still, taking in the sun and all the benefits that it has to bring us. And, um, generate more joy through that mm -hmm. i love that yeah i mean it's so true the sun provides so much obviously vitamin d and everything else and then there's have you heard of grounding i'm sure you have where you're supposed to walk around outside with no shoes on like that's I feel yes. like, like all those things little things i feel like are so powerful and it's just something that's so you know simple. not and yeah simple that's the right word yeah yeah, yeah just, it is like, so oh, simple and it makes sense the grass for 15 minutes <laughs> like, <laughs> and feel no better shoes on and feel better oh, okay yeah why yeah. not you know why not <laughs> right. try it for right. sure 100 uh, percent. well i feel uh, like our energetic uh our energetic um roots are grounding when we do that you know yeah yeah no 100 percent. and it's really it makes sense it all makes sense but it's like something is so simple like you said it's like oh yeah that yeah. okay that does add up but like yeah well i for appreciate sure. your time today thank you so much for for doing this thank you for having me i appreciate it yeah i have one more question for you before i let you sure. go um i want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists be yourself Learn to know yourself and what message you want to share. And do not let others' fear or um, ideas influence that or dim your light. Because by being your true self and authentic to you, there's no two of you. There's one only and the world deserves to know that one person, that, that authentic and unique, unique self that you have to bring that will make our world much richer if everyone allows themselves to be and to be seen for who they are. <laughs>